and it's time for the Game Sports Podcast. This is your host, David McKaig Jr., and it's sponsored, that being the Game Sports Podcast, by Flawless Roofing, SureSeal Incorporated, located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, and Thunder Bay, Ontario. Right behind me in my, well, above average backdrop, uh, maybe below average backdrop, but nonetheless, that logo, that calendar, that sponsor is way above average. Let me tell you that to say the absolute least. You can check them out, flawlessroofing.ca. Protect your investments. Start from the top. Only, only 30 years in the business. Dare I say only 30 years. They have the experience. It doesn't matter if you're outside of Sault Ste. Marie or Thunder Bay. Flawless Roofing can come help you with your residential or commercial rooftop. Again, Flawless Roofing, SureSeal Incorporated is a sponsor of the game sports podcast now you know who i am and i know if you're definitely tuning in on the video you see the other two members awaiting me to introduce them nonetheless if you're on the audio side let me give you a quick reminder obviously this week we are doing our new format here on the game sports podcast it's monday wednesday uploads full time and the special edition uploads do not change in the pocket top shelf strike zone etc are now going to be segmented into the monday and or wednesday shows and if you want to tune in to monday show which was awesome by the way especially when we talked about signage and i love the thumbnail i gotta give credit to my wife for that thumbnail i think that was absolute fire give definitely give her a round of applause for that because uh, the man behind can't see if you know you know just look at the thumbnail i thought that was really really funny check that out but as you see as i said at the beginning if you're on the video side or on the auto side let me explain it to you this is the wednesday show where we commonly have our in the pocket podcast but as i mentioned in the pocket will now be a segment on the game sports podcast new regimen and without further ado i'm going to introduce this segment as in the pocket okay but one second before i do that the game sports podcast is powered by 91n formerly known as TGEM, 91 Network. Head over to the YouTube channel, hit like, follow, and subscribe. If you got a podcast, reach out. Let's air it, okay? Not, not, not just let's hear it, let's air it, all right? Now, going to get into the segment portion in just a few moments. I got another teaser, the agenda in the pockets in this first segment. The second segment will be yours truly. Unfortunately, Connor Henderson couldn't come on the show here tonight, but you can have yours truly venting about baseball. And let's just say I have a few weeks of vented up uh, let's say reaction about the one and only Toronto Blue Jays. Literally, they're the only Canadian team in Major League Baseball. As well as I'm going to give you an update about Major Leagues all around as we are definitely the final four and the Philadelphia Phillies are looking pretty darn good. And so are those Texas Rangers as well. But Texas, you'll never have the upper hand on the Blue Jays because you lost in 2015 and 2016 to them in a in very, very decisive fashion. I don't care what's happening this year. But I'll be talking baseball in the second segment before we wrap up the show. Now, without me stalling and let me interrupting what the segment's going to be here, let's kick off. You see what I did there? In the Pocket. That's the In the Pocket segment here. And the In the Pocket segment is sponsored by, and of course, Sports Center Bar and Grill. Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario's best sports bar. Over six years in a row. Best wings. You cannot go wrong with Sports Center Bar and Grill. Thank you for the crew over there for being the original home recording of the first recording the game sports show, which we were previously known as Canada. Now, there's my introduction. Shorter than I usually do. Let's introduce the fellas here on the In the Pocket segment. Segment one of the Game Sports Podcast. Wednesday, October the 18th is its recording. Justin Heichel, my friend. We just saw each other last weekend at a wedding. We had a couple bevies. We had a couple laughs. We had a couple answers on a quiz right at Jamie Antonello's <laughs> wedding. Uh, we actually finished sixth out of, I believe, 21. 
tables. I could be wrong, something like that. And uh, we're the table that, yes, represents the podcast, how we know Jamie, and we know Jamie through school. But let's just say there's more tables that know him better than we do. Uh, and we finished six. We did pretty awesome. And you got to give credit to your to your woman, Tiana. Uh, she was hitting the guest button <laughs> pretty often. We're having some fun. But nonetheless, Hike, how you doing, my friend? Good. Uh, good to see you again. Good to see you made it through Saturday night. That was uh, wo- good to see Wolfie didn't get you out on the dance floor there. But, uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it, honestly a solid, impressive showing for the uh, the Anto clan there this weekend. I mean, that was uh, looks like they uh, they partied late into the evening there. They did, and yours truly ran the Rasputin dance. I don't know if you were no, there for that. Uh, no, I, I the Rasputin dance came, and I ran it. And again, congratulations to the Game Sports Podcast's own, one of the original. Now he's more on the casual side of our staff, of course. But Jamie Antonello, definitely kudos and congratulations to him and his wife, Emily, for getting married this past weekend. Kudos all around. Now let's bring in the American on our family, if you will. Yeah, I said the American. He's a Cleveland Brown fan. He is a known uh, – he's known on this show. All right, he's been around one of the original four horsemen. He has experience in radio. He has experience talking. He has experience with heartbreak. As I said, he's a fucking Cleveland Brown fan. First swear, five minutes in. EJ Russell, my friend, how's it going? Yo, happy to be here. Uh, I was not invited to Anto's wedding, but I did see pictures on Facebook, and it looked like an absolute awesome party. So congratulations to Jamie and his wife on their nuptials. Happy to be here talking football. Big matchup this week. I'll give you the second swear of the show. Fuck the Colts. <laughs> Yikes. Ah, I, hey, you come didn't on. Say, you didn't say the Steelers. I love that. I hey, it's, 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 hey, it's this shit talking time, Hike. You I versus know. me, baby. Yeah, well, well I'm out long term taking the season off with surgeries. So. Yeah, that's the Richardson in you. Now, obviously, this is our first in-the-pocket recording in any which way since the last few weeks. I think it actually might be hitting three weeks. This will be the third week that uh, we have it. And just to, again, tell listeners, as I talked about on the Monday show, that we do apologize for the delay. We decided to take a couple weeks off when I was away. There was a lot of change going on and a lot a lot of just things going on. Let's just keep it like that. Keep it simple and not professional by saying lots of things going on. Uh, so we had to delay our recordings as we get ready for our new format. So in the pocket, of course, had a slight had a slight little pause. But Heiko's going to get us caught up on Pick'em in a little bit. But there was one thing that we have to make sure that we bring up. And the boys know exactly where I'm going with this. All right. I don't remember the date now. Doesn't matter what the date is. You can just you can just head on over to Barstool Sports on the January. Or excuse me, September twenty sixth is the date. Oh, there we go. September twenty sixth is the date. You can head over to Barstool's TikTok. Yeah, no free ads. Barstool, you can send me the check. I know you have the money. Uh, the upload that they had was, of course, the trend that we're hearing or have heard for the for the few weeks at that point was the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift. Do you know how? Taylor Swift put Travis Kelsey on the map. Okay. Now that was Barstool uploaded that post and that was the first post of the trend. Okay. And if you scroll down on the page and look it up on the, on TikTok, there's going to be a gentleman in there that's getting a question from his girlfriend. I believe it's his girlfriend, not his wife or fiance or anything. Please correct me. Probably wearing a lion's t-shirt, by the way. Well, Probably. And oh, he is. You can see it in the video. He, he, 
he was asked that or told that how Travis Kelsey was put on the map because of Taylor Swift and his reaction. And then that started the chain reaction around TikTok in the United States, North America, wherever, about how Travis Kelsey was put on the map because of Taylor Swift and a bunch of men in the world reacting very frustrated (laughs) about that question. And it all started with the one and only Tyler Ouellette, who is on the Game Sports Podcast in the Pocket Family and the Game Sports Podcast family. He was unable to attend today, unfortunately. It would have been nice to have his take on there. But nonetheless, there was the trend. And if I have the opportunity, I'm going to make sure that I try to upload it within this segment. Okay, so if you get the opportunity, if you don't get that opportunity, just hit us up or search over to the TikTok page. You can hit me up on Facebook. I got it saved. <laughs> it's there, but he started the trend. And if you don't believe me, again, go to TikTok or you can tell or talk to one of these two gentlemen. Let me give the floor to EJ. He started the trend about Taylor Swift putting Travis Kelsey on the map. That was awesome. And he is a Game Sports Podcast representative, baby. I was, you know, what's funny about that is is Tyler and I are both huge stoolies. I mean, big time. If you go back and you listen to the old episodes of the Hot Seat Podcast, we would always start the show with a shot of Pink Whitney. You know, that's the, the spit and chicklets uh, vodka. Yeah. When I I was at work and I'm scrolling through my phone and all of a sudden I see it and I'm like, wait a second. And I hear him. I go, no. And there he is wearing the Lions shirt. Tyler's right there. And just, did you hear uh, tra- Taylor Swift put Travis Kelsey on the map? He goes, yeah, no. But I, I was like, no shit. I, I texted Tyler. I'm like, Tyler, you're on Barstool. He's like, what? I'm like, you're on Barstool's TikTok. They retweeted or reposted his girlfriend capturing the moment. I sent it to him, his dad, his brother. I sent it to my wife. It was super cool. But Tyler, I thought, handled himself about as good as you could. And, and it, it started it all, but it's hysterical. It's certainly worth the watch. Especially if you know him. Uh, it's funny. His reaction was very Tyler. Don't you say hike? Yeah, no, that was uh, like it. Once, once EJ like pointed it out, it's, you, you know the voice that like, you know, and it's and like the reaction, just like no, N- no. What like what are you? <laughs> no, no, no. No, he did not. It's the absurdity in his. He's like, no, that's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Like his brain was just processing the disgust, like just like the- I'd be like I'd be like saying USAA put Gronk on the map. You know, Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends to play football. Uh, it probably the best active one right now. Uh, I, I would hands say. down, hands down, exactly. Is he better than Gronk? I, I I think you have to make the argument that he is, and based on two things: number one, everyone in the world knows he's getting the ball for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, with with Gronk and Brady and the Patriots, they were spreading it around. You had Wells Welker. You had Julian Edelman. You had Danny Amendola. They were moving the ball around. In Kansas City, you know Kelsey's getting at least eight targets in a game. He's certainly getting looks in the end zone, and he still continues to produce at the level that he does and still has more gas left in the tank. At this exact moment, when I say he's the greatest tight end of all time, no. But will he be? My bets are on yes. Yeah, and, and honestly, he did, Taylor Swift did not. Let me just let me just recap. 
Taylor Swift did not put Travis Kelsey on the map. Let me just let me just flat out say he may have put him more exposed to the world than people that don't know football. Uh, but let me just say flat out in the world of football, Travis Kelsey is a very known player, just like his brother. Even before this trend, girls were buying Jason Kelsey jerseys all the time. And if you listen, and again, I don't know about that. I don't know how many girls are buying jerseys from a center. So no, look it up. It's on the New Heights podcast. They or Eagles jerseys. They, they, I see. I saw that his jersey sales went up as a like aftermath of the Swifties. Is it is it fair to say that Travis Kelsey put football on the map to the Swifties? I think that's more fair to say. Nah, he, 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 he brought, no. He we didn't need the Swifties. <laughs> Football didn't need the Swifties. It was fine without them. The videos I love now are like I saw one of this this little girl, maybe three years old. Oh, you got a little mute action. Yeah. You oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. The the it's this little girl. She's like maybe three years old, can barely talk, and it says Swifties watching the NFL right now. And she, the little girl's just like, I love football. The mom goes, Well, who's playing? She goes, I don't know. <laughs> we don't need the Swifties. Uh, the, the NFL's team. fine. And I, like I said, no free ads, but that, that podcast with Travis and Jason is very good. Uh, I'll give them credit. The New Heights podcast is, is fire. A couple of Cleveland boys, by the way. Yeah, let me, and there's, Travis's story in college is is wild. I didn't, oh, yeah, his brother crazy. saved his ass because he, yeah, he, he pissed hot on his drug test, and Jason Kelsey yeah. went on a limb and said, hey, coach, you got to bring him back. Back then, Travis Kelsey was still a quarterback. Yeah, geez. See that that that's wild. That now, like I said, the whole point of this topic was to bring up how Tyler Woolett started his, his well, maybe his girlfriend, it's fair to say, started the trend with him about how apparently Taylor Swift put Travis Kelsey on the map. And that reaction went viral. The internet broke. When this relationship came out, that trend came out. Videos everywhere you go. It doesn't matter. And you know phones are catching algorithms and listen to your voice and they're popping up on your phone. We'll just see how it is. You usually message Travis or mention Travis. Winning Travis. lottery numbers. <laughs> Please give me those winning lottery numbers. <laughs> I got to give kudos to Tyler. He held himself good. But the Game Sports Podcast representative was a part of the trend that went viral. Yes, I did. And I commented on Barstool's point. In Italy, mind you, I commented to make sure it was known who that guy was affiliated with. And that guy is Tyler Willett. Thank you, Barstool, for letting me post something on your comments. You guys are great. Now, enough free ads I've given to talk about two podcasts. We got some football to talk about. And obviously, I'm not going to get into a Travis Kelsey-Taylor Swift convo any further. We had the fun talk. That, that, that's overdone. It's great to see. And kudos to Travis overall. But and for him being a gentleman to her, I love seeing that. Great. Represent those athletes, baby. Like Pat McAfee said, another great podcast. Jesus is firing off these great hosts right now. But we got football to talk about. And what I want to talk about here, because we do have a little bit of limited time here today, because obviously our segments now, we actually got to follow a time limit, which is so surprising. I want to go, before we talk and do pick them this week, I want to go around the horn and give you both an opportunity to bring up a topic in the world of football over the past few weeks that is a hot topic besides those two. <laughs> besides those two, that is a key standout. Hike, I'm going to go to you. I know you're a Colts fan, probably a little sour. <clears throat> From certain events that have taken on, taken place, basically. But 
What are what is a point you want to bring to the table today for our listeners? Uh, well, I mean, I I think you know I'm expected to talk about the Anthony Richardson thing, but I mean it's just a bummer. Uh, and hopefully, him having some time off, he can watch some other quarterbacks play, and you slide with your feet first, not to like you're tackling. Um, and that will improve the longevity of your career. I mean, the offensive line play has been there for him this year, so he's just got to learn to be a little bit smarter with his health. And, uh, I mean, that's that. Uh, we'll see what he has to, to offer next year. And maybe this just helps us get into the uh, running for Marvin Harrison Jr. this year. But I really what I want to point out is uh, how, how awful are the Denver Broncos? My God. Like... <laughs> Like, no, the like Russ is cooking hot dog soup down there. Like it's that's bad news bears. Like Jerry Judy shit talking Steve Smith on the sidelines. Like it's a mess. Like they're just like they're cutting like defensive talent. That's and you can't tell me there was no trade market for Bradley Chubb. You just had to move them along. Right. Uh, see you later. Like and now they're talking about he maybe. Like the oh, and Sean Payton just seems like he's deer in a headlight there. Like you know, it was all uh, all mouth going into the season, and then now it's. I mean, like they're in. There are some games that they've been in. I don't want to. It's not all the Miami game, but like they are. Like they're not. They're not good. They, they suck. They suck. Well, I mean, like with the with the receiving talent they have there, uh, the Denver Broncos in the history of me watching football have always had a running game, and they don't seem to have anything going on right now. Uh, Russell Wilson is he just is that it? Is he done now? Like, like there were stories on McAfee where he was saying like guys on the team can't get his phone number to text him to invite him to team events like. You can kind of see, like, if stories like that are coming out, you see that maybe the uh, the locker room isn't jiving, and that's uh, maybe the start of the issue there. But and one of the other things this week they said is um, they might be bringing Rex Ryan in to be their defensive coordinator. Can you imagine that, like, Sean Payton, Rex Ryan, who were totally not putting... I feel like you'd want there. Rob Ryan for defense instead of Rex Ryan, though. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, you're just it's it looks like it's more like a Hollywood show there now than it is uh Freaking like Rex got, Ryan we, was in a Adam Sandler movie. You got Sean Payton who has a movie about him on Netflix <laughs> about how he got suspended and went to coach his son's high school team, if I remember correctly. Uh, I forget I think that's what it is. I did watch it, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, high school or like eighth grade or something, seventh, eighth grade, middle school. Yeah. And then, yeah, get get that, caught ripping bongs on uh, Facebook Lives or whatever he was doing there. <laughs> then you have Russell Wilson, who was a, a multi-sport athlete with football and baseball. Obviously, he has drafted. He was drafted by the Texas Rangers. People don't know that. Now you do if you don't. Uh, but he, now he was a motivational speaker in baseball. Like Everything just seems like everyone's done something outside of the world of football. And it's just like it seems like a sideshow all around the team of Hollywood over there. And it's. If I'm the Denver Broncos, I'm pan- I hit the panic button as soon as I lost seventy to twenty to the Dolphins. Like well, that's, just, they, they, wrong. the Dolphins are good, but geez, that's brutal. Like I just I think like what the Broncos have, they have so much money tied up and with what's going on there. I mean Peyton, probably I think they have the richest owners in sports right now. Is John Elway the problem? Is he 
Is he still the GM though, or is he just in an advisory role? He is. Right? Hey, he, whatever role he's in, he has a lot of pull. He's got to get the hell out. I'm sorry. It's I think they got to get rid of him. I think that's the yeah. Point. I, I agree right, with right? that. It's hard, right? Because you have someone who's a legend in the organization, but it doesn't matter if your team is dog shit. Get rid of them, okay? It, it, it doesn't matter. The Denver Broncos have a Russell Wilson who I think is overpaid. And ever since he's won the Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks and a very good team, but let's be real, despite how good he was, that defense was a Legion of Boom, I believe they were called. Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom. Oh, and Marshawn. I mean, Marshawn yeah. helped you. Yeah, until you didn't run on the three-yard line against the freaking Patriots. All right, that was that, – again, we don't have to break – Speaking of no free ads, has anybody seen the, the show The League where they make fun of that? Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Just give it to me. I'll just run it right over there. Yeah, like three – you – you have Marshawn Lynch are running that football, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. We had that reaction on it in the pocket in season one, whatever that was, whatever season, season two, season three of that. But the, the Russell Wilson show has got to go. And no one's taking that contract. No one's taking him because he's a problem. John Elway is a problem. Jeredy or whatever, he's a problem. What are, you, what, are you, what are you doing yelling at Stephen A. Smith? I don't care how annoying Stephen A. Smith Steve Smith, not Stephen A. Smith. Steve Smith. Oh, sorry, but I say Stephen A. Smith. Steve Smith, I don't care if someone Jeez, gets annoying. Dave. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith, that's a whole different ballgame, a whole different announcer. He but, pisses off Cowboys fans, different Stephen A. He does, but Steve Smith, doesn't matter if he's annoying on the sidelines, not annoying, annoying. Shut up, worry about your dog shit on the field and trying to be a good football player because the, no one on Denver is, 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 should be impressed by the way they're playing. I don't care how close they made it against the Chiefs. Oh, we were almost there. You know, we... we we were close. It doesn't matter how close. Or shoes and hand grenades. Yeah, you lost. It doesn't matter. You lost. I don't I dislike we're like, oh well, we were there. You can use that reference for basketball, baseball, hockey. It doesn't matter what sport you reference it. If you're almost there to win, it doesn't matter. You lost. Let me put it on the video for you. A loser. You lost. Yeah. You didn't get the W. So the Colts beat the Chiefs in the regular season last year, and the Colts then by default won the Super Bowl because they beat the Chiefs. They got the win, though. They, they the win. won that week. The Lions, yeah. week one. They're for real. Speaking of the Lions, that team is for real. We've said that from the start this year anyways, that that team is for real. Uh, the, only team that uh, the only team that I have asterisks about, for some reason, I don't know why, and I think it's crazy, the 49ers. They're really good. They're a playoff team. They're might probably a Final Four team, but I don't think they're a Super Bowl favorite. I, I'm crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. I, I, we won't go into that right now. That's another topic. But I don't think I'm picking them. They're, they're a playoff team, 100%. It's not even close. I don't see the Super Bowl mentality. I, I don't. I don't see that. I don't get that vibe like I do with the Chiefs or the Eagles. Or I, I have a. I have a hard time getting a Super Bowl vibe out of most NFC teams year in and year out. So, but that's mostly because the TV coverage revolves around the NFC East. Yeah. EJ, I'll give you because you have a topic too that you want to bring up over the past week. Said it's hot. Then we got to get into this upcoming week before we uh, actually wrap up this segment. Time flies and having fun. Yeah, I'll keep this short, sweet, and simple. And here comes my bias. Cleveland Browns had the best defense in the NFL, hands down. This 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 team has given up one thousand and two yards through the first five games. That is the least amount of yards given up in the last fifty. Years They went out and matched up against a San Francisco 49ers team, which we have been very complimentary of on this show. They matched up against them and went toe-to-toe. -to -toe. 
I'll take a missed kick as the way that we won that game. It's a win. You know, it is what it is. And one of the things that many people don't know is the wind blows a little bit different in Cleveland. And there's a certain flag in the stadium called the Phil Dawson flag that he had put in. It's the only way, place that you can look to get a real read of the wind. Jake Moody, rookie kicker, not surprised to see him do that. But the way that the Browns played defensively, Denzel Ward has been a shut down corner. Miles Garrett is a problem. Zadarius Smith is a co-problem. Our linebacker play has been sufficient, but where the Browns have really been showing their worth outside of the defensive line is in the defensive back. Grant Delpit doing a great job playing in that safety position, coming down, laying the wood inside the box on those running plays, including getting involved in some pass rushing. But Denzel Ward is playing fantastic football. Grant Delpit needs to get back to what he was doing the first couple of weeks, but I think you have potentially four pro bowlers on that Browns defense and, and, and Grant Delpit get the safety position, Denzel Ward at cornerback, and Zadarius Smith and Miles Garrett have an opportunity to do exactly that and make the Pro Bowl on both sides of the line. The reason, though, that I'm so big on this Browns team with the Deshaun Watson injuries, does it not almost remind you of the 2001 Baltimore Ravens that were led by, uh, who was it? Oh, uh, Trent, Trent Dilfer. Dilfer. Trent Dilfer? Uh, who? You know what I mean? So whether it's P.J. Walker, who's well-known for his time in the XFL, earned a contract that way, or DTR, the kid from UCLA that we got, or... Uh, Deshaun Watson, it really doesn't look like it matters who's at the helm on the offense for the Browns because the defense is keeping this team in the game. And it is a hot take, but you watch this Browns defense and tell me it doesn't pass your eye test. You can call me a liar. Miles Garrett is an absolute monster. And I don't, I'm not going to bring a topic forward, but I am going to remind two things. One, EJ lost a bet to me this year, and I'm still waiting for that video. But he's also waiting for two trophies. Which bet did I lose? Michael, at the beginning of the year, what did I bet EJ? Remember? I said Pittsburgh would beat the Browns. Oh, what's what do I have to do? What's the agreement? Oh, uh, is it wings? Oh, I got to do some chicken wings? So play the clip, but we'll talk about it. Second, thing, I'm not worried. I'll eat some hot wings. That's no problem. Second thing, I did not say on air, but I did say off air, and I was reminded today uh, by a friend uh, that if the Steelers were above 500 after week five, that I would go, on, <laughs> I would go on the live show, and I would pour a live drink from my expensive drink into my glass. You bougie prick! To say that a celebratory <laughs> drink, let's call it. All right, and this celebratory drink is actually a, a drink called Bamboo. No free ads. All the show has been free ads. And in this drink right here, I like what we like. We're not afraid to support it. It's an expensive, expensive thing of booze. It's only 70 Canadian, but it's pretty expensive. Uh, it's better straight uh, in this glass. I did have a little bit of ginger ale uh, in it because of – So you're not drinking it straight. How can you say it's better straight if you put ginger ale in it, Dave? Because I actually forgot to have a clean glass when I was here. Uh, yeah, there's so the truth. Work. Uh, I forgot, so I said I would do it, and uh, there we go to that, uh, that friend of mine that reminded me that if the Steelers were above 500 – after week five that I would pour a drink on live radio or live podcast. There it is. Out of the decanter, nonetheless. That is the 91 end decanter. Sorry, my Dixie's trying to join us here, my dog. 
That's good. It's good when people want to join us. But that's my shout out today for giving a little sip. Mm. He's super bougie. I'm drinking Voodoo Ranger 9.5 out of a can. That's how we do it in Cleveland. In Cleveland. I need, you know what? Fun fact I am going to Ohio for the first time that I can remember. You got to go to Cleveland. I'll, hook, I'll get you hooked up with my sister. She'll take you around town. She's good people. I'm going to Columbus, actually. Even better. My sister just graduated OSU Dental. Oh, I've, uh, I've been to Columbus a time or two. I haven't been to Ohio. I'm pretty excited. Now, I have, we'll have a good time there. Do not listen to me, Dave. Do not wear a Michigan shirt in Columbus. Don't do not it. A Michigan fan. I'm not just a telling you, don't do it. Oregon fan, but not tell a everyone you're Harbaugh's nephew. Oh my! <laughs> no, like when we were in high school, I tried to convince my buddy to go for a jog. We were we were at a state championship game for my sister. I tried to convince him to go for a jog in a Michigan T-shirt, and he wouldn't do it. I, I, I won't. I am going to wear a particular other team's jersey to the sporting event that I'm going to. I told you I wasn't going to talk. There you go, a Blue Jackets game. There you go. Yeah. Nationwide's a good time. You'll enjoy it, dude. We are the fifth line. Yeah. And they're, uh, they're on your side. <laughs> I will tell you this, though. It, uh, Columbus not being a, a really proud, historic NHL town. I'm not saying that they're not proud of the Blue Jackets. You put on a good show at Nationwide. Yeah, they do. Not a bad seat in the house either. The cannon's gonna probably give me a little jump scare too. Dude, it's loud. It'll get you. Okay, that's wild. Ohio likes it loud. I feel like Ohio likes it louder. We don't do things half-ass. Never half-ass two things. Whole-ass one thing, and we're good at that. Love that. That I like. I said I have no topic. I just wanted to pour a live drink on air. I've actually never done that in seven years. This show has been running. So there we go. First time. Heichel now. Pick them. Uh, like I said to listeners, this is the In the Pocket segment, segment one of the Gain Sports Podcast, the Wednesday edition of the show. You may be tuning in on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday, doesn't matter what day. All the content's relevant and all the content's fun here on the game. And the Game Sports Podcast is sponsored by Flawless Roofing. The In the Pocket segment is sponsored by Sports Center Bar and Grill, Tuesday, Ontario, all powered by 91M, formerly known as TGEM. Here, going to get to the wrap-up near near the wrap-up portion of the In the Pocket segment. We got Pick'em and our predictions for the upcoming week in the National Football League. Heichel, take us away. Tell us what the Pick'em is at this current point. And oh, he's we... saying that with way too much enthusiasm. Why don't we remind listeners what the Pick'em is as well, too, Heichel? Just in case people forgot in the past three weeks. All right. So <clears throat> let's uh, let's go through the current standings here with our Pick'em. Uh this is for Dave, not for you. Yeah, Dave, Steelers Nation uh, in Dave first. In first with 62 points and a tiebreaker. Um, my chub is Miles Long in second with 62 <laughs> points. That's a great name. And not a tiebreaker. Uh, and then uh, I'm taking up the rear uh, with 60 <laughs> points. You can't say my chub is Miles Long and then say you're taking it up the rear. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it happened. It happened. Uh, and that is stayed in this episode. That's fine. And that's yeah. why he has a Legos X-Wing behind him. Yeah. I love that. No, it is the, you have the best background on any of us. By far. You could probably sell that X-Wing and make some money. But Hell no, don't sell that thing. No, no, no. That's like that's uh, that's Sydney's college fund back there. <laughs> so but, uh, Did you glue that thing together? No, that's sacrilegious. 
You got yeah, No, it's not. If you build it still, you know, it's fine. You don't glue Legos together. That's Lego people will hunt you down. The de- like the How old are your kids? She's uh, 11 months. Exactly. And when she starts moving, you're going to want glue on that thing. No, no. She doesn't oh. move in here. Yeah, that door's no. All right. All yeah, right. Oh, yeah. This is, dad, this is dad's office. <laughs> it's I'm saying, a- dude, I'm a kid that lit firecrackers off in my room. It's locked until they get in. <laughs> all right let me uh yeah, let me first and then, actually you want me to go first because i'm first i was gonna say let me uh, let me rip through my picks and then i've uh i got a bail i got a screaming baby in the other room here so all right you're good all right let's um so thursday nighter i'm uh taking the jags over the saints uh then i am uh going a little wild card here on the weekend i'm taking the bears don't hate the it uh Colts over the fucking Browns. Fuck you. Um Bills over the Patriots. Washington over the Giants. Dirty Birds over the Bucks. Uh Detroit over Baltimore. Rams over Pittsburgh. Seattle over Arizona. Green Bay over the Broncos. Uh the Swifties over the Chargers. Uh, and then uh, I'm taking Miami over the Eagles and San Fran over Minnesota Monday night. Taylor Swift put Andy Reid on the map. Mm, oh no, no. I think she uh, she put the Kelchi brothers on the map. Right. Pretty soon they're yeah, going to be so. saying Taylor Swift put cheeseburgers on the map, you know? Uh, maybe. The White House on the map. <laughs> the tiebreakers. I got San Fran 28, Minnesota 14, Miami 36, Philly 33. Ooh. Uh, most points this week, Miami. Fewest points this week, Josh Dobbs and the boys in Arizona. Love that. Um, and then I am uh, I'm going to duck out, fellas. Okay, before you go, I'm just going to make sure I say this. For the least points this week, I have the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, well, get ready for mustache mania to be running wild all over that face. Little Minshew mania? Little Uncle Rico? Yeah. And, uh, I better have to throw a football over the mountains. I know get you ready. got to bail out, so you do that. I know we had to speed up, so you got to keep See you, Hike. See you, Hike. We'll continue. Peace out, fellas. Love you. Love you, guys. Heichel has departed, and I was actually selfish because he sent Dixie, me a text. Dixie, come here. Come say hi to the people. Come on. He sent me a text at 7.05. Five minutes ago, the baby was crying, and I didn't see the text. Uh, I didn't so, read it. <laughs> so I apologize to Justin Heichel. Uh, he has a baby cry in the background. That is priority. And look at this. We have a visitor. There she is. This is my Dixie. That's Dixie. Look how cute. Oh, All right, see? go down. Get down. Awesome. I love you too. Thank you. That's so good. Now, EJ, we are not overtime, but we are getting to the overtime limit here. So let's let's get the extra points here in uh, the in the extra quarter play here in overtime here and in the pocket and the segment before we take a break. And I got a vent about football, about not football. I got a vent about baseball on the next segment. If That's you want the- me to hang out, I might I might do a little baseball with. If you want, if you need a little co-pilot here, I'll hang out. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm leaving it up to you. Well, let's do that. EJ yeah. will join, and we'll do a 10-minute segment. On yeah, let's, let's ride. There we go. EJ is going to join us for the second segment. Now, your picks. Go. Yeah. I've got Jaguars over the Saints. I like the Raiders over the Bears. Browns over the Colts. Fuck you, hike. Bills over the Patriots. I actually have the Giants taking down the Commanders at home. I think they can find themselves a rhythm playing at home in front of their fans. If they can get the first touchdown of that game and get the fans from not booing, 
get them away from booing, I, I think that they can win that game. Uh, I do like the Buccaneers over the Falcons. I think Baker Mayfield has done a nice job with that team this year. Detroit Lions are for real. I think they beat the Baltimore Ravens, who are struggling to find their rhythm without J.K. Dobbins and not finding a true rhythm on the passing offense either. Uh, Rams over the Steelers. I just think that that's a better team. Uh, Seahawks over the Cardinals, Packers over the Broncos, Chiefs over the Chargers. I like the Eagles at home against the Dolphins. If this game was in Miami, I flip. I, I think this particular matchup is dependent on who the home team is. You know, playing at the link, Lincoln Financial Field, that's one of that's one of the places like going to the black hole. It is hell on earth. It is not the kind of place that is going to take their opponents lightly. Um, and I don't think the Dolphins are ready for a cool fall Philadelphia day and the nastiness that can come with that. So give me the Eagles in that game. 49ers over the Vikings. I got the Niners winning 40 to, excuse me, 24 to 10. Then I have the Dolphins and the Eagles in what is a shootout. 35 to the Dolphins, 38 for the Eagles. I think they win it on a late field goal. Most points this week, I'm going to say the Detroit Lions. They haven't given me a reason to not believe in what they got going on. Least amount of points this week, like I said earlier, Indianapolis Colts, just because I believe that the Browns defense is for real. Of that. Again, David McCaig, we were joined by Justin Eichel and still joined by EJ Russell here on the In the Pocket segment. And we are doing our pick 'em for the week. And yours truly is technically in first out of three, but it's a tie between yours truly and the defending two time pick 'em champion, EJ Russell. Yurt Truly's picks, Jags over Saints, Raiders over the Bears. To be honest, I almost picked the Bears over the Raiders. That was almost going to be my upset this week, but I didn't do it. Browns over the Colts, sorry, Hike. Uh, Bills over the Patriots, Commanders over the Giants, Falcons over the Buccaneers. Calling it. Kyle Pitts, the guy is going to get two touchdowns this week. On the road, though? On the road, picking the Falcons. You think Desmond Ritter is going to figure it out all of a sudden? Just one random week. Okay. All I mean, it's Kyle the NFL. Pitts. Anything can happen any given Sunday. Kyle Pitts, two touchdowns this week. Detroit Lions over the Ravens because you know why? The Lions, the roar is here, baby. Give me a score on that game. Want me to give I, I have it. I have it like 35 or 32 to like 24. Shootout, 34 to 24. That's my score this week. Yeah. 34 to 24. We're going to learn a lot about the Lions defense in that game. Steelers over the Rams, not because of bias, seriously, because this year I've actually picked the Steelers to lose every game except one. And the game that I picked them to win, I won the bet against EJ. So I am picking the Steelers this week because I just got a gut. This is truly only a gut. Yeah, that's, uh, you got to do that to win these things, bud. Only gut. I, I, I do think the Rams got a better team. I do think they're at obviously they're at home. They're probably probably going to win. If I'm betting money, I would probably persuade to the Rams. But my gut is saying the Steelers. I don't know if that's heart, head, bias, whatever it is. Steelers. Seahawks. Over I think you're Cardinals. thinking with the wrong head there, buddy. Yikes. Uh, Seahawks over Cardinals. Packers over the absolutely dis disgusting, gross, not in a good way, Broncos. Travis Swift <laughs> over the Chargers this week. I don't know. I was going to try to come up with something more creative. Couldn't. Dol Dolphins uh, will lose. Call him the Kelsey City Swifties because then you still get KC. Kelsey like City Swifties. 
Kelsey City Swifties. I can't I can't say that fast, so I'll mess up. Eagles over the Dolphins. Actually, I was hoping you were going to pick the other way because of our standings, but I'm the same reason you are. The home the home field advantage. 49ers over the Vikings. Uh, more different score than you have. 34-17 Niners over the Vikings this week. And then my other tiebreaker score, 28-21 Eagles over the Dolphins. Now, let me ask you this about the 49ers. The, the 49ers, what they've done so well this season, Dave, is whether it be Debo Samuel, uh, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, th- those guys can move. Like, if this is the offensive line between my hands and this is the backfield, you can put any of them here, 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 here. You can move those pieces anywhere. I'm going to ask you this. Do you think that the Browns offered up a blueprint for how to handle the 49ers this year? They played them very tough defensively. I think if you're going against a team that 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 was undefeated and a team beat them the following week, you got to watch that video. You you got to see what they did to win. Doesn't matter if on the defensive side or the offensive side of the football. Doesn't matter if it's the running game that won. Doesn't matter if it's a short pass, the long pass, slants. Yeah. Uh, blitz, it doesn't matter what you think. I, you definitely. But the key thing to watch is the defensive side of the football. Well, so and I, th- I think the Browns did exploit them in a way, and I think home field advantage really helped the Browns. You talked about the win. Absolutely. That helps. In the world of sports, that helps. doesn't matter what sport. I, I truly think there's only one sport that home ice doesn't really matter as much, and people may call me crazy, and I think it is hockey. I really mm. think I, – I, I know some people think that's nuts, but I'll explain that on maybe a hockey segment. We're talking football. Home oh, like field. I'll even give you this: home field definitely matters way more in soccer. What if you're in Buffalo in the snow? <laughs> like you got a snowstorm, okay? And you got Brock Purdy, who's like, man, I play in 79 degree Fahrenheit. Well, <laughs> well let me say this <clears throat> real quick. Excuse me. One of the things that the Browns did have going for them in that game, because Brock Purdy was 10 and 0 in his professional career as a starter. To, to have that kind of continued success in the NFL is very, very difficult to do. I actually said to my friends that I was watching the game with before the game, I said, I don't think the Browns are going to win. I said, I think I'm leaving by halftime. But this <laughs> is a kind of game that a team like these Browns can win. We have a great defense. And all we have to do is just enough on a week where maybe Brock Purdy doesn't give you his best and maybe the defense plays well and maybe the offense or excuse me, the crowd plays a little bit of a factor. And maybe the fact that we're playing in Cleveland makes a little bit of a factor. It was definitely a game that was keyed up for the 49ers to lose. So I don't want to take anything away from the way that they played. But the Cleveland Browns did offer a blueprint on how to shut those guys down. Kittle very, very quiet in that game. Very quiet. Most points this week, the Bills. Listen, on this podcast, I have been nothing but love for the Bills the last three years. You might as well have a Buffalo jersey. They, they, they have disappointed. Uh, they have disappointed. Uh, I, I, I'm going to start trying to believe in them still more, but it's running out. If they don't win this year, the Buffalo Bills will not win in the near future. Sorry, Bills Mafia. Well, haven't Do you we- seen the movie Four Falls of Buffalo? Come on, man. Yeah, literally, they lost so much. I feel so bad for them in the 90s. Imagine, I can't. Four in a row. New England Patriots least this week. Bill, listen to me. Bill Belichick, I know you're not going to listen to this podcast. Maybe someone will snip this. Maybe somebody will quote this. But Bill, leave. Get out of New England. You are literally, let me grab the camera. Let me get me close. Bill, you are the best coach 
in NFL history. I don't care what anybody says. I know it's Lombardi. There's other – Mike Tomlin, my own Steelers. Love Tomlin. A lot of good coaches. If Tomlin coaches as long as Belichick, he'll make a run at it. But Belichick, yeah. But Belichick, listen, you are a legend. You're not tarnishing it by any which way, let me tell you. But leave. Get out while you're on top. Don't ruin that record. Get out. Retire. Go to management next year or the year after to try to improve this mess in New England. Or don't, because I'm not a fan of New England. He ain't going to go to management. He's going to be done. He's a coach or not. Quit. Leave. This team is garbage. Quit. You are not garbage. You're the only yeah, but here's Dave. When you look at Belichick, though, who's he's not going to leave that job and give it to some shithead. He, he's going to make sure that because that's not the way he does things. That's just not his M.O. He's he was a Cleveland Browns coach back in the uh... he was the Browns head coach. Saban was his defensive coordinator. Nick, Jim Schwartz was on that staff. Eric Mangini was on that staff. Multiple GMs, including the Falcons and Chiefs GMs, were on that staff. Dude, half of the NFL right now was under Belichick and the Browns. It was unbelievable. Was the 90s? Was the 90s? Uh, 92 to 95. Yes. But that's been in the pocket this week. Leave your comments below on what you think. And that's not a thumbs down. That's a below. Right here in this area, there's a comment section right here. I'm, you can't see my thumbs down. Comment. Who you think is going to win this week? Colts or Browns? Colts or Browns. Sure. Heads Brandon. up matchup. Hike and me. The like is right here the dislike is right here don't do that the subscribe is underneath i'm doing a little whirlwind for you underneath there hit that looks dirty it very dirty hit you that. just went like <laughs> no one random question before we wrap up chicken wings do you lick <laughs> your fingers or do you put the whole finger in your mouth that's what rude. You're right okay good Good. You can you can do this. That's fine, but full finger. No, no, no. You can go like this. Be like, do you do? I have no finger? issue with that. I have no issue with it. But if you go and you make the sound effect, right? Like for example, if you're eating noodles, right? That's rude. Nobody wants to hear that unless you're in Japan. It just fun fact for everybody. If you go to a ramen noodle house in Japan, you're gonna hear everybody. It's actually a compliment to the chef over there. But on this side of the border, it's rude. So don't – no, knock it off. But you, can, you, you can politely – you can get a little – it's fine. Love that. I want to Savor the flavor, that. baby. Let's ask like that next week if, you can, if I can remember. This has been In the Pocket segment, segment one of the Game Sports Podcast on Wednesday. If you got limited time, we got about five to ten minutes on the next side where EJ is actually going to join me sporadically to talk a little bit of baseball. We're going to take a quick breath, quick sip over here. If you enjoyed it, great. If you liked it even more, like, follow, and subscribe. But again, this has been segment one of the Game Sports Podcast. Quick breather. we got segment two coming in just a few moments. And get throughout the rest of 2023 commercial-free uploads. All right? No ad reads or nothing until 2024. Yes, you're welcome. Nice. Early Christmas gift. So you know what? You're going to hear it right away. But let's take a breath, and we're going to get back with segment two on the Game Sports Podcast. Don't <laughs> And welcome back to the Game Sports Podcast. David McKay continuing to host you here on this episode of The Game. The Game is sponsored by Flawless Roofing, Churchill Incorporated, located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Thunder Bay. 30 years experience in the business. Protect your investment. Start from the top. 30 years in the business. Residential, commercial rooftops. It doesn't matter. 
follows through with me and does flawless work. Let me tell you that. The Game Sports Podcast is powered by 91N. The first segment was the In the Pocket segment. Seven years of In the Pocket continuing within our new format. We are in segment two, and we have a surprise co-host joining us talking baseball. It's not Connor Henderson. So let me wind up the pitch. Let me fire it down the middle. Let me hit a dinger for you in right field. This is the Strike Zone segment of the Game Sports Podcast. Yes, like I said, we're incorporating all of them into one show, Mondays and Wednesdays, Top Shelf in the Pocket Strike Zone. You, you got it. This is segment two of this show for this episode, Talking Strike Zone. That is baseball. Everything that you need to know in the world of baseball as well as local, but we are sticking to national today because of not only the time we have, but because of the reaction that's boiling in my body. And I'm glad I'll do that again. I'm glad that EJ is here to join in substitution of Connor Henderson again. Connor, you're missed. We'll have you on in a future ep- episode as the World Series is around the corner. But EJ, that we don't need to introduce you because you already been on this episode here today. We're gonna talk baseball. Okay, and I'm gonna save the Blue Jays for last. Yep. Yep. There's a reason why I'm doing that. There's a reason. It doesn't matter because I want to end with a bang about the Toronto Blue Jays. EJ, the final four teams are currently in full swing. The Rangers, the Astros, the Phillies, and Diamondbacks. Yep, I said Diamondbacks. And make sure you remember that team name when I talk about the Toronto Blue Jays in, in a few moments. But both teams deserving of being a where they're at today. Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers. What a great series that was. But the Phillies, it's some for some reason, the Phillies, when they hit the playoffs, it's like, whoa, what's going on? They hit, they hit beast mode. Texas this postseason went... Like Mario, what he eats a what he eats a, one of those power ups. That's exactly what it's called a mushroom. Mushroom. Thank you very much for the reminder. He had the mushroom, and they evolved. Max Scherzer's coming back. Listen, Texas is making the World Series. I'm sorry, I'm saying it flat out. Texas is making the World Series. Houston, you're gonna be packing your bags. Ciao. Okay, Arrivederci. Yeah, I just came from Italy. And Texas is going to be in the World Series. And it blows my mind because this was a team that I didn't expect to even almost make the playoffs at one point this year. EJ, what's your reaction in the world of baseball so far this playoffs? I think it's been pretty entertaining overall. I think we've had a good playoffs. I really dig what's going on in the National League. I, I, I think that that is a fantastic series between the Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. However, Philadelphia is just pulling away and not even making it, you know, a contest winning the game 10 to nothing the other night. You know, I think for the Arizona Diamondbacks, I I think to go up against a divisional opponent in the Los Angeles Dodgers, a team that was, you know, the NL West division leaders, a team that won over 100 baseball games this year. I I think that the Arizona Cardinals politely saying that I think they kind of blew their load, shot their wad against the Dodgers because I've been the ball games inside Chase Field where the Diamondbacks play their home games. They do not like playing against the Dodgers. And oftentimes, because of the large Mexican population there, the stadium's about half Dodgers fans. So for Arizona to get that victory against the Los Angeles Angels in the divisional round, that was a huge moral victory for a team that many people might have thought was going to finish at the bottom of the NL West this year. I think that the Philadelphia Phillies have hit their stride. I think they did a great job in adding pieces to their roster. Trey Turner has looked fantastic for them. Kyle Schwarber hit a dinger the other night. He looks really, really good in a Philadelphia Phillies uniform. And, of course, you got Bryce Harper. 
in that locker room playing a factor with that team at all times. The Texas Rangers, I think they've arguably been, despite their record, I think they have been one of the best teams in baseball this year. They, they look like one of the most complete teams in baseball. We know that the Houston Astros are good. We know that they have Justin Verlander. We know that they have the pieces inside their pitching rotation to make games difficult. But Adolis Garcia and what they've done in that lineup offensively within the Texas Rangers clubhouse as second to none. I think that we're going to have a Philadelphia versus Texas world series. I don't think that either the diamondbacks nor the Astros will climb out of the O2 hole that both of them are in. I will say that the Astros are far more capable. They have a lot more tools in their belt. You know, Carlos Correa though, he did move on. He's in Minnesota now, so they don't have all the pieces they had when they won those world series, but, if anybody can come back from the O2 deficit, I'll, I'll bet on the Astros to do it. At, I believe their field's called Minute Maid Park. I think that they have a good home crowd there and they get a lot of support. But the Texas Rangers have probably the most complete lineup outside the Philadelphia Phillies. The concern in Philadelphia is, you know, we made it this far before. We've made it to the World Series before. Now can you close out? Now it's time for Philadelphia to close out and start becoming one of those title towns again, right? They just won a Super Bowl not too long ago. They were in this Super Bowl last year. Phillies win a World Series. Maybe the Sixers get on the map. I think this is good for Philadelphia sports. I think that the Phillies are a good lineup and playing better in the playoffs. Kyle Schwarber, many people will remember him from the 2016 World Series against the, my Cleveland Indians, now the Cleveland Guardians, playing a huge factor in Joe, Bu Joe Buck busting his nut about Kyle Schwarber all series long. Kyle Schwarber's a hell of a player, and he's an even better baseball player when it comes playoff time. Philadelphia Phillies are my favorite right now. Oh, Kyle Schwarber hit the nail on the head. Exactly what I was going to say. That guy is playoff clutch. That guy's bombs, too, are just – and Philadelphia. I hate him. I hate him. I am not a Kyle Schwarber guy. But, when but he's good. When they play at Citizens Bank, that ballpark is absolutely a – That's Philly's fan. That's, that's Philadelphia, oh, man. Man, I – nothing but respect. There's not too many fan bases – and I'm going to credit Toronto because I did see in 2015, 2016, some impressive playoff runs by the Jays. The Joey Bats bat flip and punching uh, Rudnett Ordor in the face. That is literally the bat flip. My friend and also wrestling character on the Game Sports Podcast, if those of you know who know, yeah. he was at that game and he said he felt. Dude, that was one of, I, I remember where I was when that happened. I was sitting in my chair in my living room and Joey Batista hit or Jose Batista hit that ball. And the second you heard the crack, I mean, it was the, the sound. They blew the roof off of the place. Sorry, it muted itself right there. But it was unbelievable that game against the Rangers. It was it was literally one of the best things that I have. That I have seen in sports. One top of 10. Top 10 crowd pops in sports. That's got to be there. And there was one this year when Philadelphia opened the playoffs. They hit a bomb, and the fans went off at Citizens Bank. It's like they knew. It, it's it's a fan base that's passionate as fuck, all right? It is passionate, and it is terrific. I, I, I really think that the Phillies are the team to beat. And to boot, they have a Canadian manager, Robert Thompson. Canadian Never mind, they're fucked. <laughs> Canadian manager, all right? It would be great for him to win the World Series, and despite whoever they play, Houston or Texas, 
tough, but the Diamondbacks, got to give them credit. We're counting them out like they're out. They're not out yet, but it's going to be tough to climb back. No, but they definitely, I mean, again, division rivalry in the divisional series. You, you beat one of the best teams in baseball with one of the greatest pitchers of all time in Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, you, you, you waste a lot of emotion in that series. Exactly. Now, we only got a few minutes left before we have to wrap up the segment, and now I want to get into the beauty of it. We're, we'll talk more baseball as Connor hopefully can return as well for the Strike Zone uh, segment for when the World Series does happen. And for also a little bit more maybe Blue Jays discussion. But you know what? I'm going to devote the next few minutes to the Blue Jays. You may hear a little bit of EJ. You may not. You may hear EJ laughing more so than talking in this, in this segment. Look, I, okay. I'm going to grab my drink. I'm going to turn my camera off. I'll be right back. Uh, I love that. He's going to he's gonna turn off his camera. He's going to mute, and that's fine. Because what that means is that you get to look at me and look at me only. All right? It's been a few weeks since the Blue Jays lost against the tw- – well, almost a few weeks. Lost against the Twins in the, in, in the wild card matchup. And look, I was overseas in Italy for my honeymoon, and we enjoyed the day. My wife and I enjoyed the day, and we sightsaw so much in Italy. We did over 19,000 steps a day in Italy, let me tell you, okay? And for the days that the Blue, Jay play, Blue Jays played, we're pretty excited because we had the opportunity to know that we can, we can stream the game, legally stream, stream the game, let me tell you. That's what happens when you've got subscriptions and stuff, on the TV that we had in Italy. And when we were streaming the game, we were looking forward to it, game one and game two. Let me remind you, we are in Italy. We are in Florence at the time of when this, the wild card is about to start. We are in one of the most beautiful cities in the world where the Statue of David is, where the Duomo is, where, where there's gelato out your yang-yang, and where there's food out of your yang-yang, and the pasta... The Pope? The, sorry, forgot about the Pope. Pasta, <laughs> is, pasta is better than the pizza, by the way. Fun fact. Let me tell you. I'm That's because pizza is not an Italian thing. It's American. Oh, that's what Americans say. But in Italian, it's pizza is not an Italian thing. They've owned it, but pizza is not Italian. It was created in New York City. But the Blue Jays, we're excited to watch them. We go back. We watch game one, and I can forgive game one to a degree. Offense went, disappeared like magic, like Houdini. I've never seen such – but then I realized – that all year, this offense for the Blue Jays has been a joke. It's been inconsistent. The only bright spots about the Blue Jays have been this. Their pitching, starting pitchers, their bullpen, and their defense. They got five gold, gold glovers today that got nominated. That's impressive. That is, that is very rare, especially for a team that doesn't win. That doesn't happen. They have a very good defensive team. And that's what they did when they traded for someone like Varsho. And I'm going to get to that in just a second as I put my finger right in the camera if you're on video. The Toronto Blue Jays make the wild card on a division that they should have won. Doesn't matter how good the Orioles are. Doesn't matter how good the, or- the Rays are. Cut that out. They should not have won that division the this year. The Orioles are a good team, but they're not ready yet. They're so young, but they're going to be great. The Orioles will win multiple World Series. Let me tell you right now, they're very impressive. The Blue Jays were favorites to win that division this year, and they should have won it. Doesn't matter. They didn't, they didn't win it. They, they made the wild card, and they made the wild card in the, in the position that everyone wanted. Yes, we don't have to play Tampa. We don't have to play Baltimore in the second round. We get awful Minnesota. Then we get maybe Houston. 
what? Did you forget that Houston, or sorry, that Minnesota has one of the two best starting pitchers in, in, with, with Sonny Gray. They got Lopez there. They're both bad. defense. Their defense is good. Their closer, Duran, is one of the best closers in the game, if not the best, next to Edwin Diaz. His walkout is Church Bells with a random remix that he made. That's how good that he is at it. That's how good of a closer he is. Let me rewind. Minnesota, that fan base is starving. Starving. They won in 92-93. Well, they won one World Series. Not 92-93 because that's when the Jays won. Whoa. 91 is when the Twins. I want Kirby Puckett back. They won the World Series, and they haven't won since then. Not even close. Okay? Minnesota, the fan base is starving. And that fan base, when they were up in the first game, like, yep, we're going to lose. And we sure did. But it's not the first game that upset me. It's the second game. Despite all the, the all the lackluster bullshit, inconsistent hitting this year, unless your name is Bo Bichette, love you. You're a beautiful-looking man, and you're also a very good baseball player. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., all year that wasn't Vlad. George Springer swinging and missing. Dalton Varsho, oh, buddy. You got an offseason to really train and find out your game because whatever you left in Arizona was left in Arizona. And Lourdes Gurriel and Gabriel Moreno picked it up for you in Arizona, and that's why they're at where they're at. The second game, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. telling Bo to calm down when he's on second base. Calm down. All right, we got a guy on third, guy on second. Buddy's telling him to calm down. Where Buddy forgets where third base or second base is and gets picked off by Correa and Gray, and he's looking at the bench after, going, "Oh, I was safe. You were so out. There was nothing more out than that. I don't know why you waste a challenge. You were so out." Maybe we rewind a little bit. Jose Barrios is throwing a gem of a game. And John Schneider going to his analytics department, the last line of defense to maybe protect his players, says, you know what? I'm going to listen to the analytics because you know what? I am, I am a very good manager. Goes out and pulls Barrios. Kikuchi goes in. Very good season by Kikuchi, but he needs to start the game. Not come out of there. He's a starting pitcher. It's a different, different regimen. What happens? Couple of runs. Couple of runs. The first game, Royce Lewis literally looks like a Rolls Royce. Hits dingers and now knocks us out the first game. Second game, it's stupid managerial decisions. We left eight. I say we. I can't say that. I'm a host at this at this point here. The Blue Jays left. No, I just go passionate. Say we. Just let it fly. The 18 runners on base. The entire series. One run. With the well, team. there's there's a significant difference between managing in the regular season and managing in the playoffs. You can use the analytics all you want, right? Let me give you a perfect reference here. Reference the 1997 World Series, Cleveland Indians against the Miami or Florida Marlins at the time. They left Jose Mesa on the mound instead of bringing in Dennis Martinez, which is what the analytics said. Leave him in. He's you know he's fine. Dennis Martinez not good against these pitchers, and they did that. And then what happened? The, the Indians end up losing that game in extra innings. You know sometimes the analytics don't tell you playoff baseball. Okay, uh, what's his name? Um, he used to play for the Chicago Blackhawks. I'll bring the first hockey reference here. I'll bust. I'll bust that bubble. Who was the guy? Brian Bickle for the Chicago Blackhawks. Dog shit in the regular season. But when it came playoff time, that dude stepped up. There's something different in the playoffs than in the regular season. 
There is. And the Toronto Blue Jays, Vladimir Guerrero getting picked off. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. I don't care what that is. That is a joke. That is an experience. And a team that had experience. It's a lack of focus. I I won't say lack of experience. It's a lack of focus. George Springer and Brandon Belt. If I'm them, I'm grabbing Guerrero by the jersey. And what the fuck is going through your mind? You have no idea what's going on out there. Wake up. You are the heartbeat of this team. John Schneider pulling Barrios is another story that I could vent for days. Barrios should have stayed in that game. He's a former twin. We traded one of our top prospects for him. He's playing in Minnesota where we traded for him from, and he's absolutely dishing. Six strikeouts. What are you doing? Oh, I got to go to the analytics. He walked Royce Lewis. Let me rewind. Who won game one? Who? Royce Lewis. All the runs for the Twins in the first game. Yes, he walked the hardest, the hottest hitter in the Twins lineup. I wouldn't have even pitched to him. I would have walked him because Barrios was dealing that whole game. I would have said, get to first. I don't care. I'll pitch to Killery off or I'll pitch to the next guy, whoever it was, and I'll strike them out, walk to the back to the dugout and say, wake up offense. And again, offense, you guys were gone this whole season. You guys were still in the winter months playing hockey in the pond or whatever you do in the summer or whatever you want to do. You were not at this game. The pitching was enough to win the World Series. The pitching <laughs> was so good. You're playing hockey on the pond in summer. Yeah, that, that, that's it. The, the, <laughs> that's how mad he is. It doesn't even make sense. The Toronto Blue Jays have the best, had one of the best pitching in baseball this year. They had enough pitching talent and statistics to win. With that pitching staff, you should win. That defense and that pitching, you win. As long as you can capitalize on your opportunities, which the Blue Jays could not do. Could not do. Now, I don't got enough time to vent more. I wish I had more. I don't. I think I vented enough that they screwed up. They lost two times to a team that I think they should have beat. I think it should have went the distance the series because the Twins are better than people who had them pegged to be. But the Jays were the better team. And the AL East, 0 for 7 this playoffs. The best division in baseball lost every game because playoff baseball is different. And let me quickly comment about the Diamondbacks with trading Gabriel Moreno and Lourdes Gurriel for Dalton Varsho. I liked the trade. I didn't say I didn't. And I still like the trade. But I always said since day one, replay the clip from strike zone at the beginning of the year. Gabriel Moreno was dumb to trade. You should have traded Kirk. I don't care that Kirk is a gold glove defense catcher. I don't give a shit. Gabriel Moreno is the better catcher and going to be all around. And the Diamondbacks would have taken Kirk last year because Kirk had a hell of a season. Gurriel is hitting bombs. Moreno's hitting bombs. And look where the Diamondbacks are. That trade right now is won by the Diamondbacks. I'm telling you right now. The other thing, Matt Chapman. He ain't coming back, people. He ain't coming back. Him and John Schneider don't click. Atkins is coming back and Schneider is coming back. Big mistakes. Eight years Atkins has been here and he hasn't won a playoff series. Schneider, I can't forgive either because we did with Barrios. Cabe Kepler is available as a manager. That's the guy you get. You get an experienced guy in the office. Bring in some experienced talent that are going to capitalize when runners are in scoring position. This pitching rotation doesn't need a change. 
You might have to make a couple moves to bring in some guys to make – I don't know what they're going to do this offseason. I'll save my predictions for later in another strike zone segment before the season wraps up. But everything about the Blue Jays' playoffs was a joke. It was awful to watch those two games, and I wasted time in Italy to watch that joke. And everyone that watched it here in Canada, they should be mad and infuriated because the decisions made by management and performance by a lot of those ball players in that clubhouse. There were some players that came out to pitch. Barrios, you're the man. You deserve every little. I take back all the negative I said last year. You nailed it. That's enough about the Blue Jays. They, they, one more year is the window before some arbitration contracts run out. Carrero, Pichette. You need to focus on trying to win next year or else you're going to have a problem because players are going to walk even more. Blue Jays failed. They didn't succeed. Fans have every right to be mad. That's my vent. Three weeks too late. Doesn't matter. It's going to be an interesting offseason. Are they going to do something? Are they not? Look, it's Shapiro and Atkins. Have they made a lot of blockbusters? They made some trades. But you can guarantee my word right now, despite whatever I say, you will see the same team, if not close, the same team back next year. I'm going to say it right now. Blue Jays should have been there. They're not. The Final Four is what it is. And the Phillies is my prediction to win the World Series. I, I got a quick little thing to jump in here on. You went on your Blue Jays rant. Um, after the regular season, uh, Tito Francona, Terry Francona, announced that he will be retiring uh, as a manager from professional baseball. He finished his career with a managerial record of 1,950 wins, 1,672 losses for a career-winning percentage of .538, which is fantastic in Major League Baseball. As a player, he played for the Expos, Cubs, Reds, Indians, and Brewers. As a manager, he managed the Phillies uh, from 97 to 2000, the Red Sox, which he's most famous for, uh, 2004 to 2011, where he won multiple World Series titles, including breaking their 86-year drought, and then was the manager of the Cleveland Indians and Cleveland Guardians uh, for the last 10 years. Just congratulations to Terry Francona on what is an iconic career uh, it's, I, I believe it is very fitting that he was able to retire in a Cleveland uniform. He played for the Indians. His father played and managed the Indians. You know, it's a hometown name. Um, you know, congratulations to him again. You know, breaking the Red Sox curse was something we all watched happen in 2004. But congratulations to Terry Francona on an incredible career. It seems like he's walking away for health reasons he wants to make sure that he is healthy but um myself as a cleveland fan thank you tito for everything you did for our organization thank you for what you did for baseball including uh what you did for the boston red sox uh he, he's gonna be somebody that is certainly missed i mean he, he was a coach for the detroit tigers in 1996 i mean this is a guy that has seen it all he's been part of the athletics the rangers the tigers the guardians the Red Sox, the Phillies, the Brewers, the Reds, the Cubs, the Expos. I mean, this is a guy that has been around baseball, and the game will certainly miss him. Congratulations to Terry Frank on an incredible career, and uh, good luck in your retirement. Well said, EJ. That is literally one of, if not the best, managers in all of baseball in the history. Is he a Hall of Famer? I, I, think, I think he is. But yeah. then, okay, so then here's the tough question, okay, because I'm looking at this. He coached the Phillies for three years. The Red Sox for seven and the Guardians for ten. Who do you induct him into the Hall of Fame as? I think he's got to go as a Red Sox manager, Red Sox. I, or, or Cleveland Red Sox or Cleveland. I, I, I think you put him in as both Red Sox and Cleveland. 
I think he goes with two teams. If he goes, if he can go with two teams, give him both. Otherwise, I think you put the Red Sox cap on him for the World Series ranks. Yes, hundred percent. That's my answer. Taking quote, which will piss me off because he played for my team long or managed my team longer, but that's fine. He also never played for the Red Sox. Played for Cleveland. My team, meaning Cleveland, Cleveland boy, right there, Toronto. Oh, if anyone watching this doesn't know who my team is, it makes sense. Come on now. All right, all that has been Strike Zone, the Strike Zone segment. That is segment two of this episode. So segment one, we had In the Pocket as that segment. Strike Zone as this segment for segment two. Double duty today. Overall, it's been the Game Sports Podcast, and we're excited about our new format. Two uploads a week with also two other shows full-time and the special edition uploads that will be included in the weekly uploads, if not bi-weekly. Very excited. As well as the 91N announcement coming this week, finally. It's been a few. It's been a month overdue. As well as the announcement that I made in 91N. And let me give you a teaser. If you made it to this point in the podcast, which would be almost an hour in. If you've made it to this point, we're really sorry. <laughs> the... the Expansion business. I got asked, actually. Somebody actually texted me because they listened to the episode from that was uploaded yesterday from Monday. What is the expansion business that Andy One End's doing? Fine. I'll tell you. David McKaig is, is opening and starting and expanding the business to be the first MC to be able to be hired in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario for your event. Wedding, stag and doe, special event, whatever it may be. MC services by 91N will be offered to the Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Oh, I'm so mad I live all the way over here now. I can do that. See, the, the only one in the community that does MC. Do you need a virtual MC? We could. No, just that. kidding. Good question. That's the <laughs> spoiler that I will give It's been the Game Sports Podcast. EJ, thank you for joining me here today and joining me on Strike Zone. Yes. Uh, Strike Zone segment, I should say. Let me get used to saying that. Strike Zone segment, but overall joining us on this episode. Thank you for including me on this segment. Not normally um, my area of expertise, but anybody that's heard, you know, some of our older shows, Dave knows. Doesn't matter what you bring up. You better come correct. We got the knowledge on this program. Well, we all got the knowledge, and there's a family of 12 of us. That's That tells a lot. We've been dedicated, and we're happy that we are going to be continuing to bring you great content as we finally are able to expand our business and grow the business and fully market it. It's something that the game hasn't done a lot of in our six years is the marketing initiatives, and this year in 2024, it's going to be a big blitz for us uh, with all the marketing. So we're excited to bring all that to you because we are passionate about what we do. And guess what? We don't follow a script. EJ will second me right now. We don't follow a script. We know what we're talking about. Fuck it. Because we know that whatever we talk about is going to be good. If you know well, fuck it. We do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. it. Love it. I felt like a Wolf of Wall Street scheme right there. I love it. EJ, thanks that, again. That's the old Bill O'Reilly thing. You've seen it on YouTube. Bill O'Reilly was trying to cut a promo. Just fuck it. I'll read it. You write it. I'll read it. We'll do it live. Fuck. I like Look that. it up. That's only the 10th swear of this episode, but people are having fun. The, the, we've had, again, this has been the Game Sports Podcast. We had the In the Pocket segment, segment keyword, first. And then, obviously, we went in to talk baseball with our strike zone segment. So, football and baseball was talked about in this episode. Thank you, Heiko. 
It's been David McKay Jr. hosting you this episode and producing, as well as we were joined by co-hosts EJ Russell and Justin Heichel. Thank you very much for joining us as well if you were a listener or a viewer, either way. And again, the Gain Sports Podcast is brought to you by Flawless Roofing, Church Steel Incorporated, over 30 years in the business. The In the Pocket segment was sponsored by Sports Center Bar and Grill, Susamia Ontario's best sports bar. And the Strike Zone segment, which I forgot to mention, was sponsored by our main sponsor of the Gain Sports Podcast, Flawless Roofing. And again, powered by 91N, 91 Network, formerly known as TGEM. And stay tuned for more uploads of the game and the game family this week or going into next week. If you don't see a full-time or a special edition upload for the remainder of this week, make sure you check out Monday's edition along with this one. But we will talk to you on Monday. Great Monday show, by the way. Thank you. If We'll talk to you on Monday if we don't. Talk to you again this week. And I'm here to remind you, keep your stick on the ice. Swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.